just going about hear someone humming the song we just sang. Pretty awesome. Little things. Just the goodness of God I, I heard about this week. Um, the first is Rachel's up here leading singing. Praise the Lord for that. I thought about that when I was talking with Pastor Doug and Eric this week that it would be like one of us not being able to preach. Or Pastor Tom thinking about, I may never be able to preach again. And I'm sure that was a concern for Rachel as well, that she might not be able to sing again. And she does it for the glory of God. It's a little thing that reminds us of the goodness of God. Another one is that um, yesterday, um, Jamie and Luke were home and they were fixing to go yard selling and they specifically prayed for some clothes for Zachary, he's the little one, uh, wanted some clothes and first yard sale they went to they had this big old bucket of clothes and you could just fill a bag for two dollars i mean that that's god taking care of the little things and <laughs> jamie had been wanting to get some sort of thanksgiving shirt for him clothes for him and she looked at a silk spring a silk screen printing kit you know, just to make her own. Just being industrious the way she is. But in that bucket of clothes was a Thanksgiving shirt that would fit him. So, and another thing, this past week, my brother was uh, at Home Depot and he wanted to get some, he saw some shelving, some industrial strength shelving to go in the shipping container once it got to Chad. And he was looking at it and he said, man, that's $600. I don't know if I really want to spend $600 on it. But he said, I better go ahead and do it because I may not ever get a chance again. There may not ever be a another shipping container going there that he could put it on. So he went ahead and bought it. And later that day, he got home and checked his mail and someone had mailed him a check for $800, thanking him for letting them help. That's God taking care of the little things. So whatever it is in your life today, just know that God is good and he'll take care of the little things too. All right. <clears throat> Romans chapter four. We're in a new chapter, y'all. It's been a journey. As I was thinking about, I know I gotta stand still or you won't be able to hear, hear me. <laughs> As I was thinking about where we had been so far in Romans, I realized that Paul had been, and the best way I could describe it is paving two roads. The pavement of one road, and both these roads leads to what the traveler thinks is justification. One road is wide. 
It's as wide as humanity itself. And it's as long as life. And that road is paved with the theology of works for righteousness or works for justification. It's a very wide road. And if you remember all the things we talked about up into this point, all the different groups, that was Paul unraveling the theology of each one of those groups of people. And all of them were based on their own works for justification. And in this chapter, in the last chapter, he, at the end of the last chapter, he, he introduced a new road, a different road. I won't say a new road, but a, a different road. And that road is the road that is faith that we are justified. We're justified through faith. It's the faith road that ends in justification. And in this chapter, we'll see that Paul, after he introduced that in the last chapter, that there's no flesh justified in their own righteousness or in the law. And we saw last week that, you know, doing good is not just necessarily, doing the law is not something that's just not doing bad. Keeping God's law is actually doing something good. You know, it's good not to lie to your neighbor. It's good not to steal your neighbor's stuff. So last week we learned that, you know, doing good is not good enough trying to keep the law in the flesh. But this week, Paul... And when he introduced that no flesh is justified by the works of the law and the flesh, and that men come are justified by faith, this week Paul, or in this chapter, Paul gets an example out of the Old Testament of a person who was justified by faith. And he just he didn't just pick anyone out of the numerous people that live by faith. He picked one that was the patriarch. He is the father of the nation of Israel. And that's Abraham. And just so that the Jews that he was talking to would understand that this idea of justification by faith is not new, he picked a person that was high in their religion. And it was taught by many of the rabbis of that day that God chose Abraham because he was a righteous man. In other words, God looked at Abraham and said, well, there's a righteous man. He's got this bank account full of all kind of righteousness. And some of the Jewish rabbis taught that to their people. That's why Abraham was chosen, so they taught. And that was the basis for them to take off from there and say, you know what, if, we, if it looks like we're doing this and we're doing all these things that are legalism, somebody had a book this morning about legalism, you know, 
you know, we could spend weeks just, we could spend a whole life talking about the legalism that they produced. You know, what you could do if you did this, if you went this far, you're okay, you were justified, but if you went one step farther, you were condemned. It's legalism. But Paul says that Abraham lived by faith. So let's look at the text. Just to finish up the uh, introduction there, that people on these two roads, when you stand, if you're standing on the sidewalk beside these two roads and you look at them, they look very similar. Because people on these roads look like they're just going through life, they're living their life. But there's two very different things on this road. One is justification by faith and the other one is condemnation by works. So when people get to the end of their road, no matter what they think their justification is, it's either going to be justified or condemned. That's the only two outcomes, either justified or condemned. And we saw last week that justification is the hinge pin of salvation. It all depends on justified. Because if we're not justified and we stand before God, we are going to be condemned. All right, here's the text. Romans chapter 4, verse 1 says, What shall we say then that Abraham our father, pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. In verse 8, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you that we have the opportunity to gather as your people, your chosen people, to worship you. And Father, we ask that you'd help us to worship you today in spirit and in truth. Father, help us to see the truth today. Pull those blinders off our eyes that we put there and obscure the vision of you. Father, just help us to see your righteousness today and help us to glory in that and to glorify you in your righteousness. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen. All right, what has Abraham found in the flesh? Now, I just rephrase that first verse there to make it maybe possibly a little easier to understand. What has Abraham found in the flesh? Some think Abraham was righteous man, therefore God chose him. But when we look at the, the 11 chapters devoted to him in, in the book of Genesis, we see his life is something much different than that. He, is a, he was a man just like we are. I mean, he still was tempted and he sinned. He still had the fear of man in his heart. And he sinned. His life exposes something different than a righteous man that can be justified in his flesh. We learn in Genesis chapter, or Joshua chapter 24, that he was raised as a pagan. He was raised in a pagan land. His father and all of his kindred worshiped gods other than the one true God. He was a pagan when God called him. And just to help us to understand a little bit about being a pagan, a pagan doesn't necessarily mean someone that lives in the jungle somewhere apart from God and does all these ungodly things. A pagan can be a well-educated person who does all kind of ungodly things. God chose Abraham and he believed. God chose therefore God chose Abraham therefore he believed. That's the same way that we come to Christ. God chooses us therefore we believe. God doesn't look at us and say look at his bank account he's got all this faith in there. No. That's the prosperity gospel. Someone talked about this morning. The prosperity gospel says, here, I got some faith in my bank account. Let me get out some of it and I'll give it to God. That's not faith. That's not the faith that can save you from eternity in hell. That's the faith that can send you to the eternity of hell. Abraham came to, to faith in Christ the same that way that we do. God calls and he came. God calls and he believed. And that was the mark of Abraham's life. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. The 
only difference between Abraham and us is Abraham was looking forward to the cross. And we are looking back to the cross. The answer to what has Abraham found according to the flesh is nothing. Paul already taught us that in, in uh, chapter 3. There is none righteous, no, not one, which included Abraham. The only thing that Abraham had found in his flesh was condemnation. The same thing that we find is condemnation. Paul is making the case that even Abraham, who lived before the law was given, is not justified without faith. Abraham needed faith. Noah needed faith. Enoch needed faith. They all needed faith. No man is justified in the flesh without faith. Romans 4.2 says this, For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. If there was something in Abraham's life that said he could be justified, then Abraham could have said, You know what, God? He could get to heaven standing above among all the uh, saints there and say, look there, look what I did. This is, you know, I put in my 10% worth and God saved me. So it's 90% God and 10% me. No, no. It was 0% Abraham and 100% God. <clears throat> Paul said that boasting in the flesh, his conclusion is it's all manure. It's all manure. Turn over in your Bible to Philippians chapter 3, and we'll just look at that in case you don't believe me. It's all manure. Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 4, he says, Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I the more. Paul says, if you think you got something to brag about, I got even more than you. In verse 5, he says, circumcised the eighth day. He was circumcised the eighth day because that's what the law said to do. Of the stock of Israel, those were God's chosen people of the tribe of Benjamin. That was one of the good tribes. And Hebrew of the Hebrews, I mean, he could set himself on a pedestal and said, I'm an Israel of the Israelites. I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I'm the best of the best. As touching the law, he was a Pharisee. The height of legalism was to be a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, Touching the righteousness which is of the law, he was blameless. In verse 7, he says, But what things are gained to me, those I counted 
lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, do count them but as dung, that I may win Christ. Dung is just manure. I mean, we can't go to God and bring all of our manure powers to God and say, judge which one is best. It's all manure. That's our righteousness in the flesh. We are wanting justification. Romans chapter 4, verse 3, back there again. Um, Paul says, For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Genesis devotes 11 chapters to the life of Abraham. And in those chapters, we find that he was not a perfect man, but he believed God. Hebrews 11 sums up those 11 chapters for us. So let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 11. You probably recognize that as the faith chapter. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says but without faith it's impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him you know you have to hold someone suspect when they say I don't I don't know if there's a God if, if there's a God up there then they'll go on and say whatever it is they're going to say. But right here it tells us we must first believe that he is. There can be no doubt in our mind that there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. And that is based on facts. It's not supposition or our own making in our own mind. It is based on fact that there is a God in heaven. And it says there, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. God is not impressed with our manure power pile. Uh, Verse 8, it says, by faith, Abraham. You catch that? By faith, Abraham. When he was called to go into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He went out not knowing whither he went. You see, when God gives us faith, when God calls us, faith always, always produces obedience. When God calls, it produces obedience. that sink in when God calls it produces obedience 
but God, Genesis 11 tells us that um, Abraham's family worshipped other gods. He was raised an idolater. He was raised in idolatry. But God called him out of that. When God called me and when God calls you, he's calling you out of idolatry. That's what our life is before we come to Christ. It's just idolatry. We're worshiping ourselves, or worshiping our accomplishments or worshiping something else or some other person. But it's all idolatry. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. It was grace that called Abraham through faith. Neither the grace nor the faith were from Abraham. They were both from God. It was the gift of God. Abraham did not have works to boast in. Abraham left uh, the land of Ur. That's uh, Mesopotamia. We know it as today. He left there with his family. God called him and said, I need you to go down to a place I'm going to show you. So Abraham packed up his family. His father came along with him, Terah. And his uncle's son, Lot, came with him and their wives and all that they had. And they started going to this place that God had called them to. They didn't know where they were going. And they wound up in a the city called Haran. And they spent 15 years there until Abraham's father died. You know, it's hard to break away from your family. Young people, listen to me for a moment. As you grow older, don't get trapped in the student loan debt or credit card debt or car payment debt. Don't get trapped in that. I understand sometimes it's a necessity, but don't. Avoid it at all costs. And the reason I say that is the same reason that we're here, that Abraham stopped in Haran. He couldn't break away from his father. He had that attachment. And that's the same thing that debt does to a person. It puts them in bondage to the one that they owe money to where they can't follow and do what God has called them to do. So be very careful. Seek much advice from godly people about that. Because you want to be free your whole life 
to go where God calls you to go. He wants you to be free to go translate the Bible for people that doesn't have the Bible in their own language. He wants you to be free to be a medical missionary to help those who need help so that you can give them the gospel of Christ. Don't be in bondage to anything except for Christ. Trust him with all your life. Including those times when you think the only way is to go into debt. My son-in-law and Jamie, they lived in Lake Placid in a trailer. They lived in Sunshine Trailer Park there. And there was a struggle going on in their lives. And Luke took some time, just some time of prayer and fasting. Because he felt the call of God on his life to go somewhere, to go to college and learn how to translate language and all that stuff. But they had this, this debt that was hanging over them that was preventing them from going. And they were just praying about that. And someone that didn't even know them came and knocked on their door and said, are you interested in selling this place? That's, a power, that's how God works. Even when we do get in debt because of necessity, God still can deliver us from it. But he doesn't always. So just because you hear this story where God delivered them from their debts, their house payment. Still be careful about, be prayerful about when you do, if you do go that way. You know, you hear stories about professionals, they, they go into debt to get through college and they become this professional and 10, 12, 15 years later, they're still paying on that debt. It is possible to go through any college and be debt free. It is possible. By faith, By the faith given to Abraham by God, when God called Abraham to go out into a place which Abraham should receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. That's the important thing when God calls. He gives you the faith to do it. The important thing is to obey. 
obey. And he went out not knowing where he was going. You see, Abraham was already a wealthy man, but God promised him with an inheritance. I mean, he didn't need, and he already had an inheritance, but he left it to follow God. He already had a plenty of money. He plenty had. He was a rich man, but he left it to follow God. Philippians 3.9 says, but, all right. It says, uh, all right, I'm getting ahead of myself here. The faith that God leads, the faith that God gives leads to obedience. When God gives you faith to come to him in repentance, it leads to obedience. It leads to salvation. The faith that God gives is the only faith that saves. It's the only one. We can have faith in a lot of things, but it's only the faith that God gives that leads to salvation. Philippians 3.9, it says, Being found in him, and Paul, this is right after Paul said he, he left all that stuff behind. He counted all as dung. Verse 9, he says, But be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, because he counted it all as dung, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So you understand that the only righteousness, the only faith that can save is the righteousness that comes from Christ and from God and through Christ. Faith is not the reason for our justification. We talked about that before, that we don't have a faith bank account. Faith is the channel by which we receive justification. It is God who justifies, it's not our faith. Our faith only believes God, but it's God who justifies. If we're not careful, our faith could be our boasting. If we're not careful, our faith could be our boasting. Our faith is a gift from God. Why does he offer the gift? James 1, 17 and 18 answers that question. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variable, variableness neither shadow of turning, verse 18, of his own will he begat us. Why does, why does God save people? It's his own will. It's his own purposes. I don't know why he does. 
I was a dirty, rotten, low-down sinner, and I deserved to go to hell. But for some reason, unbeknown to me, he saved me for his own will. Of his own will, he begat us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Of his own will, he saves. Folks, if we ever receive this saving faith, ask God for it. If you've never received the saving faith, if you're there and you're saying, I, I don't, I'm not sure that I have this faith that saves, just ask God for it. Ask him for it. Remember the story that Jesus said when the publican and the, the Pharisee came to pray and the, the uh, Pharisee was bragging about how he was better than this publican, this tax collector. But the tax collector, when he prayed, he stood afar off and he said, God, be merciful to, to me, a sinner. If you're lacking this faith that saves, be like that tax collector and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He'll give you that faith. Beg him for it. Because all that come to Christ, he will no wise cast out. He will save all that come to him. Faith, we'll get to this next time, next time I preach, we'll talk about this a little more, a little more depth, but faith is based on fact. It's never a leap into nothing. It's always based on fact. Faith, we have to agree, and this is acrostic I'm giving you, we have to agree with the facts. We have to inter internalize the facts. We have to make a personal commitment to those facts. We have to trust or commit our life to those facts. And those facts are our hope. Why is it our hope? Because one day our salvation will be full and it will be filled when we get to heaven. That's our hope. We will expand on those next time as we journey through chapter 4 in our faith. It is saving faith that leads to repentance. You hear us say that many times. Turn to Christ in repentance and faith. Repent and believe. Believe and repent. And I want to invite you today, if you've never done that, to do it today. Do it before you leave this place. Do it right where you are. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you and we praise you for your amazing grace. 
It is sweet to hear about. It never grows old, no matter how many times we hear the gospel presented. It's still sweeter each time we hear it. Father, we thank you and we praise you for that. And Father, we ask that there, if there's someone hearing your word preached today, that you would save them, you would call them, give them faith to believe. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we honor you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's stand and we'll sing our last song. Join us, we're going to sing Jesus Paid It All. <clears throat> 